Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Engage to Flourish podcast. This is Damon. I got Kyle and Brett with me. And we also have a very special guest. We kind of teased her a little bit last episode. So we wanted to welcome to the show our children's ministry director, Stephanie Hino. Welcome to the show, Steph. Hello. So one of the cool things about inviting guests is when they bring something to the podcast. So this morning, Steph has brought a special verse that stood out to her when we were thinking about the theme for this season that we're in, which is facing our giants. So Steph, would you like to kick it off with the verse that you brought? Sure. Um, yeah. Damon asked me to come on what, last week. You were trying to drag me on, but I was like, oh, I'm busy meeting Auntie Dale. But, um, <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah, I was just thinking about kids and just, um, yeah, helping them face their giants. And um, this verse from Numbers came um, to mind. It's Numbers 1333. And um, it says, And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And I don't know, I just thought that was really, like, interesting, like, in regards to the way that we view ourselves Mm. and the confidence that we have in who God created us to be and who we are. And, um, that if, you know, we don't have that godly view of ourselves, like how can we, you know, overcome whatever giants that we're facing and like just how important it is to, um, yeah, just lead our kids in, um, developing that, that um, mindset and who and knowing who they are um, and who God says they are. So, uh, Damon just pointed to me, so I guess <laughs> I'm on. Um, well, earlier you were having a good banter about this verse, so I thought it would be good for you to share what you were thinking too. Well, I just had a new thought come in as you were sharing. It's interesting. Uh, we're talking. We want to talk today about helping our kids overcome or face their giants. But I, while you were sharing, I'm like. Really, it's it's actually if parents can be parents or just adults that are in kids' lives can be vulnerable to share how they face their own giants. Mm-hmm. Kids are gonna then be confident to be like, oh, they they deal with stuff too, and oh, they've they're actually dealing with it. Because I think sheltering our kids from our own junk uh, doesn't help them at all. But when they see us actually wanting to do it and even struggling to do it, it's gonna help them. Um, so that was a, a different thought than you probably thought I was going with, but a little different, but I think that's a good place for us to kick off because I think a lot of times for us as adults or parents, it's very easy to go to the place of, oh, I can't let my kids see weakness. I can't let my kids to see, you know, I want them to see me at me as a giant. Mm. I don't want them to see me as, you know, I want them to, I want to be their hero. Mm. So in order to be a hero, it's like I can't let them see my weaknesses or vulnerabilities. But what you're kind of alluding to, Kyle, is kind of the opposite, where it's actually really helpful for them to see when we are struggling with different things, but to help them also to see how we deal with it and how how that can actually help them deal with it too. Yeah, I think in an age-appropriate way, right? <laughs> right, right? Certain ages can handle different depths of what we're struggling with and some you know, some ages can handle, you know, limited, some can go deeper. But I think, especially as our kids are growing 
to become, you know, adults and the closer they get to that, they need to start being able to see it on an adult level. Like, oh yeah, this stuff is real. I, I got these kind of issues. I mean, I'm thinking back right now to, um, I mean, it, I went, well, I guess it was kind of a, a giant when I saw my, my dad face um, death. Mm-hmm. One of his cousins drowned, um, saving his own son from drowning. And I remember my dad getting the phone call and just seeing him break down crying. And I'd never seen my dad cry before. And I was like, oh, man, this is real. Like, this. And then find out what it was. But it impacted me. Like, oh, man, that's that's heavy. But then watching him process it after that moment and just, you know, he still had to, you know, deal with it and, and um, get on with life, as so to speak. But it was in that moment, it's that was a giant. Like, he unexpected somebody he was close to and he didn't just go and shut the door and like hide and and didn't want us to see it but it was like oh man this they have to face these kind of things too um i don't have any kids (laughs) but um being a kid you're also very influential in a lot of kids lives oh okay well i i was coming from the perspective of of looking at it in terms of like when i was a kid and even still now i still look up to my parents and I remember shout out to Don and Nancy. Yeah. Hotel Harada. <laughs> um, I was, I, I, I distinctly remember being upset because when I looked at my parents, I thought, Oh, since you're an adult and since you're a parent, like you have it all figured out and you know everything. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something happened in my life where no one knew the answer and they didn't know what to do. And it, it hurt me because I was like, if my parents can't ev- even understand or figure it out, then how am I supposed mm-hmm. to? But I think in the long run, going through that and them being vulnerable and honest and open and, you know, even t- telling me like, hey, you're our firstborn. And so like the some of the stuff you're going through, like it's our first time going through it too as a parent. And so just the truth that they were, even though at times it was hard for me to accept, I think growing up and as I was able to mature, I was able to see how like I really appreciated their realness about certain things because it didn't paint this picture for me of life being all rainbows and butterflies that, hey, even my parents who I thought had it all together and know everything, they have to still work through things and learn and grow and face giants and figure things out. It's like it's set in the reality early for me like, oh, so this is not just a, I have to do it now. Once I become an adult, it's all gone. It's like, no, this is going to help me learn how to do it. Because even when I'm, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully back then looking, when I get married, when I have kids, when I do all like, I'm still going to have to work through it. And so to me, I, I appreciate and And as you guys were discussing, it made me remember the value of, um, like you were sharing, being able to see my parents have to face giants and, and, and share with me and my brother in those things that the reality of life is you're going to have to overcome those things. And the way that I'm able to see my parents as heroes or look up to them is, is also because I saw them overcome those things, right? Like a hero Mm -hmm. is a hero because they save the day or they defeat the bad guy. But if there's no bad guy or, or no adversity, they're just like everybody else. Right. And so, um, shout, yeah, shout out to my parents. Thank you for, um, 
I guess, letting me see the brokenness that you guys have and <laughs> preparing me to deal with my own brokenness. I don't know. So it's a weird shout out, but yeah. that's, that's the reality of things. You might be getting that phone call after this uh, <laughs> podcast release. <laughs> but I think one thing that it really highlights is, you know, as an adult, we can see your relationship with, with your parents and how close you are with them. And because of the vulnerability that they were able to model for you, it actually let the walls down so that you guys could connect, right? And you could connect at the heart level. And I think that's a big part of us helping our kids to face their giants is that they know that we're there with them to walk with them through it because we want that heart connection. And I think that's something that we want to help, you know, our families develop is how do we develop heart connection with our kids so that they know that whenever they're going through something difficult, when they are coming up against a giant, that they don't have to do it alone, you know, that they have us and that they have the Lord with them too. Um, but part of that's just us allowing our walls to come down so that we can connect with them too. Yeah. And I think it can even start like in a really simple and easy way. Like, um, like I, I've been trying to work with, um, my two boys, like on just, you know, listening and having um, them practice hearing um, what God is saying to them. and um, mm. But I'm doing it with them. Mm. And we're all sharing, like, what we're hearing. Um, I've been trying this new thing that I think we're going to try in Sunday schools or in our all our classes is that, like, this thing called, like, your prayer cave. Mm -hmm. So you just have the kids, like, just essentially get into, like, a fetal position mm -hmm. um, either. Or, you know, they could sit up just kind of in a ball, and then mm -hmm. you have them close their eyes, and then you ask them to ask God a question. So it's like, God, where are you, and what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Or, God, like, what do you, what do you want to tell me about myself? Or mm -hmm. something super simple, um... And so I was doing it with the boys one night and I was like, okay, like get in, this is your prayer cave, you know, no distractions, just like get in that place. And then I said, we're going to ask God a question. And when you get it, like just put a thumbs up. So I know like mm -hmm. you're ready. And they were like surprisingly like very willing and open to <laughs> do it. Um, and so I'm like, okay, everyone in your prayer cave. And they're like, you know, lying down and then, I had them ask the question and then I was like, the, uh, this prayer cave stinks. Like, what <laughs> and then one of them was like, Oh, I farted. Like, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Off to a great start. This is our first time doing it. But then after, you know, we kind of were able to refocus, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, like they got like, you know, I, w I shared, I was like, oh, I feel like God told me he was proud of me. Mm. And, um, and then one of them said like, oh, God said that, um, told me I'm amazing or something. I was like, oh, like, okay, cool. And, um, I can't even remember what the other one was, but they actually like, and we did like a, a handful of questions, but I think, even seeing you do it with them mm -hmm. or alongside of them um, is really encouraging for them. And just like, oh, like I can, and I told them like, you can do this anytime. Um, you know, if you can't sleep or if you like, you know, one of them that always complains about nightmares or like, oh, I have scary thoughts or whatever. And 
I'm like, okay, like get, well, try getting in your prayer cave and ask God what he's doing or where he is. And so, um, yeah, I think just doing those activities with them and alongside them, it's another way, just a simple way to model. And then that can open the door, right, to be more vulnerable. And um, Mm -hmm. I think just making that a habit will make it easier to share the good and and the bad Mm -hmm. or the hard things. I got pointed out again. I guess it's my turn. <laughs> Man, well, you, you kept shaking your head like you're tracking. So I, I thought, I, I, I thought am. <laughs> it's good. I'm, I'm agreeing with it. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it, it's not the easy way. Um, it's funny, like for parenting, it's the easy way usually isn't the most fruitful or productive or best outcomes. But in the moment, it is right. And so, like even the stuff you're doing there, it, it takes more effort. It, you have to go do it with them. You have. It's just most things like that that we have to build into our kids take time. And just thinking of how to help our kids overcome giants in their lives. So, yeah, like the the ones right now, like I shared in my message just last week, thinking back to when you were a kid, those giants seemed huge, right? Like they're like, they're massive. They're, I can't get past that. And then you look back as an adult and you're like, oh, that was nothing, right? But mm-hmm. in the moment, it's, it's, it's real and it's big. But if we're teaching them, the, giving them the tools, like God's truth and... Um, just other things that can help um, in the physical realm as well, but we can give them those tools that's going to help them when they face the next giant when they're older that seems insurmountable. And yeah, yeah. So one of hey, the I, hold on, I'm going to point. I'm going to point. <laughs> so Damon, Damon, you're on. They, the audience can't see who you're pointing. I know at. that's why I called it out. I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm going to stop you. I'm pointing. So point at you that, back. That, that's why I keep pointing at you because they it. can't see me pointing at you. So I was hoping that you would just start talking instead of. <laughs> I know I, I was buying myself some playing time, the vic- play, playing the victim <laughs> and saying oh I keep getting pointed it's my stall technique <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna point to Brett then he's laughing <laughs> you point at you first Dan <laughs> okay so one <laughs> one of the things uh, and one of the reasons that I wanted to bring uh, Steph on as we talk about helping our kids to face their giants is you know for a lot of us as parents we really want to protect our kids right and we want to protect our kids from uh, pain, physical pain, emotional pain. And, you know, sometimes those are the things that are the giants, right? And so when we are protecting our kids, is there a point where it actually becomes overprotective and we are hindering them from facing giants later on? So I wanted us to be able to have start that discussion about like how protective should we be? How much should we allow them to face? Are we, you know, when we are overprotective, does that actually hinder their growth as people and becoming people that later on can face their own giants? You know, kind of like how I'd mentioned before, sometimes as adults, we look at things that the kids say are giants and it's like, oh, that's nothing. So we just go do it for them. But then Mm -hmm. because they never face that giant, then later on, does it become what we talked about in our last episode, the 20 foot shadow bunny? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's become too big. And it's it's really something that a lot of other people might be like, that's not really a big giant at all. But in their mind, it's blown up so big because they've never had to face it. So I thought that would be a good place for us to start a discussion. Who are you going to point to, Damon? I'm going to point to Brett since he hasn't talked in a while. Um, I don't have any experience of raising kids, but I, I can imagine that there's definitely a fine line mm. in being overprotective versus 
you know, I, I, I think with discernment as a parent, it is your job to care for your child. And so there are certain things that's like unnecessary or not age appropriate. And, um, I, I can remember my parents having certain rules about things that's like, you're just not allowed or, or things they wanted to shield me from, so to say. And then there was a lot of other things where it was like, you just, you know, you're going to have to learn or this is just a part of life. And, you know, going back to that key phrase, this is going to help build your character. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. Um, But it does, I I think one thing my parents said, I I remember stuck out was like, you know, you pray for your child ever since they're they're born. Once that, it, it changes your life, it changed their life. And now they have this, this other life that they're responsible for. But having the heart that they want me being their, their child and, and my brother to be, you know, all that God wants, wants us to be that, um, in certain ways having to, I guess, let go and let us deal with things was some giants that they had to face, mm-hmm. right. Or to see us to face giants and, and, and know that like, no, they need to, you know, be able to face this giant and not just, step in or intervene or, or, um, you know, kind of shield us from that. I don't know what that personally feels like, but I can say coming out on the other side of some of those things is it, it has built a level of, of character and resiliency or just confidence or a greater faith in God because my parents, you know, in a certain ways allowed me to deal or, or, and not just like they're like, okay, like sucks for you, go deal with that. You know, they would still walk alongside, but they weren't going to just let me escape or they weren't just going to, let me call it quits, or they weren't just mm-hmm. going to make it easy, right? But it was more about, well, what is the the lesson or what does God want for for me in that? And, mm-hmm. and them trying to have the best discernment in, okay, is this a scenario where this is actually like hurting him or is it something where in the long run it's going to help him? And so I'm sure I didn't, I mean, well, I'm sure I know for a fact I didn't appreciate it back then, (laughs) but now, and even thinking about future, like if, if, and when, and if God wants me to have kids and a family, like how am I going to approach that? Right. Hearing you guys share in your experiences and the things you do, like, all right, how, how am I going to be when it comes to, that thing in me where it's like you just want to protect them or you just want to save them or you just want to do whatever you can to make sure they don't experience those things like being able to take a step back and think like okay is this a time that i need to intervene and 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 you know alleviate whatever or is it time where it's like no let's walk with them through it so that they can see they can overcome certain giants and so i guess i guess it worked out okay i think i'm all right but um you got character oozing out of you. <laughs> I know. That's why I told my mom, but she was like, no, you could always have more character. Like, All right. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. I think when I think about, you know, being overprotective or right, like I think what comes to mind is like, um, First of all, like connection, right? Like I feel like the more connected you are, um, right, the more influence you have, mm. and mm. like also, yeah, like you're you're a safe place, 
to have those conversations. Like if you're disconnected or you don't have that level of, yeah, just like trust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trust. Like, you know, when they, when there is something that comes up, whether it be like a YouTube video or, you know, or something that you maybe don't want them to watch or like maybe an event you don't necessarily want them to go or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just any sort of like thing like that. It's like you have that, um, that trust and that connection to talk it through and be like, Oh, like ask questions. Like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that's like, okay, obviously at an age appropriate level, but I feel like, um, that's huge. And also, um, what came to mind when Brett was talking was like, um, what's your motivation is are you driven by fear mm. or are you driven by love? Like mm-hmm. um, someone gave the example and I was like super convicted because I have said the exact same thing. <laughs> like, right. It's like when ki- your um, kids are in the car and you're like, Hey, like, you know, buckle your seatbelt or like, or, you know, sometimes they get antsy and they're like messing around with the buckles. And it's like, oh, you better not take off your seatbelt. Cause you're going to fly out the front window or like, you know, if you, if we get in a car crash, you know, you're going to, you're going to get hurt or the police is going to see you and they're going to pull us over <laughs> right. and you're going to get it. We're going to get a ticket. All right. It's always like very fear motivated. But then I heard someone say like, what if you said in, in place of that, like you need to wear your seatbelt because your life is valuable. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> like what a complete like <laughs> shift. And, and I think that's hard Mm -hmm. for a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I know it's hard for me, um, not to just, cause that's kind of, I think what I grew up with, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, don't do that. Or this is going to happen instead of like saying like, Oh, like this is why Mm -hmm. we do the things that we do. These are our value. Like, this is what we value because this is important. Like that's why that boundary is there. Yeah, that <laughs> that one is interesting because it actually points out that especially parents or, or adults that have a lot of regular influence over kids, you actually can be the one that brings giants into their lives. Oh, right? like, for sure. And then when you see that and you're like, I, I've heard my kids say certain things like that too. And it's like, wait, that sounds fearful. And it's like, oh, I think I've said that over them before or, or mm-hmm. whatever. And so then they believe it or rightfully so i mean there's truth in it but then it's yeah if it came from a place of fear if i delivered it from a place of fear then they take it on that way and it's like oh crap i just actually put a giant in their life now i have to help them take it down yeah yeah yeah. that was kind of an abrupt ending (laughs) (laughs) but i was i was about to give you props kyle because i feel like that what um you know what steph was sharing had a lot to do with some of the things that you shared in your message this past sunday in regards to you know the enemy tries to create these giants in our mind, right? And so we have to recognize that part of our battlefield is our mind. And we have to shape some of the our thoughts, the words that come out of our mouth and, and those types of things to align with the Lord and not just aligning with the enemy because he's trying to attack us and he's trying to put place lies or doubts or different things or fear into us so that then we can respond at it from those places. So uh, I think it's really... Um, good that you pointed out the battlefield so that now when these situations come up, we can hopefully respond like like Steph is saying, 
where we can respond from a place of identity and who God says that we are and really speak value into our kids and not just try to get them to, uh, you know, manipulate them with fear to Mm -hmm. do what we want. But we can really speak into them so that they can be choosing to do the right thing out of love or out of this is who I am or that confidence of knowing their identity, you know. And, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I wanted to give Brett and Kyle both props for what they um, taught this past Sunday because Brett in the Forge – well, Brett, can you share a little bit about what you shared about in the Forge? Because – I, I have a story to kind of sum it all up. But. Oh, I thought you were going to give me props for the kids that I don't have and how proud you are of me. In, <laughs> well, in, right? you influence you influence my son because he's <laughs> in the forge. So um, one of the things that you shared about this past Sunday, it kind of came to fruition in our household this week. So I, I, I'll share about the story, but I wanted you to share a little bit about what you guys talked about. Yeah, so we're, we're going through Ephesians, and um, this week was week three, so we're on Ephesians 3. And so... We, uh, week one was being knowing about being chosen. Week two was about being made new, and this week, what this past week was about um, being loved. And a lot of it was based on the stuff that we know, right? A lot of it is we know it in our heads. And I asked them if they've heard the saying. Have you ever heard the saying, "The greatest distance is between your head and your heart"? And all of them said, that's a saying. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess you didn't know. But that's something you might hear. But I asked them, what's the difference between like knowing something and like knowing something, right? I told them that they know that Jesus loves them. They've been singing it since they were in children's ministry. But do they experience it and actually know it? And how does that love, how do you know that love despite your circumstance? I think that was the biggest point I wanted to understand is I know they're all going through things and they've already experienced a lot. But can that truth, can that thing that they hold on to, despite that God's love for them is not based off the circumstance that they're in. And so sometimes even when things are great, it's easy to feel like God loves us. Or um, maybe sometimes it's hard because we're only looking to ourselves. And sometimes when things are bad, we feel like God you know, is betraying us or he's not there for us or he can't hear us. But that circumstance doesn't dictate the love that God has for us. And so... Um, you know, it was my prayer and and we talked about it that we can hold on to some of those things knowing that we have a God that loves us and it doesn't always make sense, right? It says in Ephesians 3, it's something that surpasses knowledge. Mm -hmm. And so even when things are down in the dumps, it wouldn't make sense to to enjoy something or love something when it's hard or or it's bad or it hurts. But we have a God that, that loves us even in those scenarios. And so I hope that something stuck with them and, and it sounds like something kind of did or, or at least it was relevant to something that went on with, with your family. Yeah, so um, a situation came up actually yesterday, last night uh, at dinner and my son's pretty sensitive in general, right? So we were talking about some things and, you know, our grandparents are getting older and, and things like that. So, you know, some of the the health issues that they're dealing with and you know it kind of struck him that you know some of our grand the grandparents might be passing soon Mm -hmm. right and so um you could tell that he was getting emotional about that thought that you know i don't want my grandparents to pass away i don't want that to happen you know and so you could tell he was starting to get emotional and then it got to the point where it's so overwhelming that he just had to like he left Mm -hmm. like he Mm -hmm. left 
he left the dinner table and and went into his room and then i was like should i should i go after him should i let him cool off like what and then i was like okay i feel like i'm supposed to go after go after him so i went after him and then you know i go in his room and what did he do? He was on his iPad, right? And I was like, okay, this is that's not healthy, right? He's just trying to escape, mm-hmm. right? He gets overwhelmed with the emotions, and then it's like, go to escape, right? So I asked him to come down and, and have him sit on my lap, and then I felt like the Lord said, like, this is an opportunity for him to take the things that Uncle Brett talked about in the forge and make it real. Because right now, you know, love is kind of the concept in his mind, like, mm-hmm. God loves me. But is it, is it real? And does mm-hmm. God love the grandparents that are going to, that could be passing soon? Or, or, and so we, we kind of talked about that and just said this, you know, instead of running to your iPad to escape, that, that part's not healthy, but the emotions are good. It shows how much we care about people. It shows about the connections that we have with them and that, that we don't want to lose those. Mm. So it's, it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to, you know, have those types of emotions. But when those come up, how what do we do with them? It's not healthy to to just run away from it. But another way that we could do um, respond is seek the Lord, right, and seek Him, and use this as an opportunity for Him to to show us how much He cares for us and how much He cares about those other people too. And you know, we we talked about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit is another name for the Holy Spirit is He's the Comforter, right? So when we're sad, when you know, we can ask the Holy Spirit to come and comfort us and, and come and comfort those other people too. And so it, it ended up being really good. And I, so I just really appreciated the, the message that Brett was talking about. And then also, um, you know, Kyle was talking about uh, the battlefield of our soul and our mind and just the ways that the enemy tries to, to mess with us. And, you know, it was the way that he was responding was kind of like, oh, they're going to pass tomorrow. You know, like, mm. like it's going to mm-hmm. come really soon, but even though we don't know, you know, we don't know. Um, and so just helping him to recognize, like, are we responding? Is, you know, is, is this the truth or is this, you know, could this be the enemy trying to speak fear into us, trying to get us to respond in a certain way? And so, yeah, I just really appreciated what you guys were sharing with our congregation and with our kids because, you know, I was able to, help my son walk through this time hopefully in a healthy way but then also then we were able to pray pray about it and then afterward he's like okay i feel better now Mm. and so you know really being able to point him to the lord and the lord was able to comfort him in that time so yeah just appreciate you guys and how that giant it's like the giant of death and those types of things that's not going away Mm. but because of what you guys are talking about and what you guys are helping our congregation and our kids to be able to um, wrestle with is actually going to help them to face that giant and not just run away like he was trying to do before. Well, props to you for, for, for doing that as well. I, I think something that's highlighted to me is like people have commented to me about like my relationship with my parents and how close we are or, or how good it seems and you know it, it's there now and i think you know it, it's it's been i'm i'm turning 32 so maybe for uh 
a third of my life it's been like this. But, you know, even hearing what Steph's doing with her kids and Kyle, you've shared uh, uh, numerous times of the things you're doing with your sons and then Damon, you sharing like, there's so many times where I, I think as parents, it's, you want it to seem like, oh, I want a relationship like that. Or I want it to be where they're, we're close like that. Or I wish they would, you know, whatever. But like, there's a lot of times where it's not pretty. Mm -hmm. You got to be willing to go through the mud, you know, like Mm -hmm. get dirty, reach uncomfortable conversations. Sometimes feelings get hurt. When you're vulnerable, things happen. People respond in certain ways. People run away. They try to escape. They try to fight it. But like, as parents seeing each of you and your willingness to, to, to go to some of those places and even face some of the giants yourself of like, Oh my gosh, this is going to take so much time. Or I don't know if I'm saying this right, or I don't know if they're going to respond correctly, or I don't want to deal with this. Like that as a parent also sets a precedent for your kid in knowing that they are cared, that they are loved. If that's their experience of who God has, has placed as their earthly parents, then, um, you know, I, I give, a, I commend all of you. And, and I think I admire that, that, yeah, you, sometimes it's going to take getting dirty before you get to see the clean, like, oh, it looks all good. Like people comment to me and, and I laugh all the time. Cause I'm like, well, if you would have talked to us, like, I don't know how long ago, I'm sure you've heard some stories from my dad. You, oh, they'll be the first, yeah. they'll be the first person. To, they'll be the first person to tell you. And I'm right there with you to say like, it, it's not all easy, but how God can use that you know, if you continue to kind of, cause I, I think they were, they were trying to direct me and they were leaning more on God than I was. And so in that way, I reap the benefit of that now. And, and I've been able to experience more of God's goodness and stuff through that. And so I give you guys props for, um, yeah, as parents, you, you gotta be willing to go to those places too. Um, especially when your kids are facing giants. Like, it's not just like, well, I'll stand and watch as you fight this giant. It's like, no, you got to be willing to get dirty too and, and and put in the work because if I am, if, if anything, if I can just be a testament of when parents do do their best, of course, you're not perfect, then, you know, like, it, it makes a difference putting in that work. And, you know, I've had friends share with me that their relationship with their parents wasn't like that. And so it's, it's things that they're trying to figure out and learn now where I feel like, Oh, I've experienced it and seen it and I'm thankful for it. And so not that I'm better than anybody else, but they've put me in a good position to succeed in my life in what I can do and, and, and the ways that I can deal with things. And so, um, yeah, I, Damien, give you props for, for, for taking the time to walk with your son in that way it'll it'll make a difference for the future even if it's not immediate and i think how you said that your parents had set you up you know to to be able to thrive i think that's the heart of hopefully the heart of all parents is that we can help to set our kids up to flourish in their lives you know so um hopefully that some of the things that we talked about today will help uh you know you as parents or you as people that have influence over kids to be able to help them to grow and help them to, to flourish in, in whatever season they're in. Yeah. Cause I mean, sometimes kids need an outside voice because mm-hmm. the, the parent voice, it loses traction or they just need, it's an uncle or an aunt or a good friend or teacher at, uh, at church or something, but it's, they can get, maybe get into places and get past certain walls that have been built up, especially 
at different stages of a kid's lives. But um, yeah, I I was I was going to ask you, Steph, what what you th- what you've experienced with your kids, and then being a mom versus a dad. I th- I think I've seen Mimo, <clears throat> excuse me, have a harder time helping our kids in certain things, like mm-hmm. like them to have consequences physically. Like she didn't want them to get hurt, and I'm to me, I'm like. I can I can see I'm like eh, I don't think they're gonna die so I mean I think <laughs> yeah, they, might, they might maybe break a bone I hope not but I mean for me I was okay with that kind of stuff but even that was hard for her and I think that was maybe a difference between um, me and her mom and dad but then also just thinking um, oh man I did it again I lost my train of thought so to start with that and then I I had I had another good thought with that uh, so why don't you share and then okay um, yeah I mean I think. I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty like on the if there's like say a spectrum. I feel like I'm pretty like chill like as well just with you talking about like the physical stuff like I'm the kind of person that like one of them is poking at the other like pushing their buttons on purpose and then the one whose buttons are getting pushed just goes at ham him. like <laughs> on him and like <laughs> it's just like Punching, you know, and he's like, the other one's like kind of laughing, but kind of like, ow, ow, like, yeah. you know, like, and I'm just like, hey, man, like, yeah, what did you expect? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're asking for it. And one day, hopefully, you'll learn not to poke him like that. But, um, but that aside, um, yeah, I feel like because I think there's, you know, there's physical, there's right, emotional, right. there's spiritual, there's different aspects yeah. that our kids face challenges or giants. Right. Yeah. And I think I'm still discovering Mm. that um, I am, I have been probably more intentional lately um, with the spiritual side, Mm -hmm. just, you know, just trying to figure out where they're at. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing I've been doing is just asking them a lot of questions. Mm. Um, Because also I think we assume Mm. just based on like their behavior or their outward appearance, Mm -hmm. like what they're thinking or feeling. But then when I, actually ask the question it's like oh like oh he's fine or like he's okay or or oh maybe we need to address that or something but um yeah I think I don't know if it's just having boys because I was never around boys and like I have a sister and like we didn't really have cousins around so um it's just kind of uncharted territory for me anyway. But, um, yeah, I do feel like I have to really, like, push or, like, really, like, have to draw out, like, mm. what they're feeling. Mm. Um, but there's one time where um, one of my boys, he, I don't know, like, wh- like he just got in this, he was at a baseball game, and then I think he had to go to the bathroom and I was like, okay, like, let's just go real quick. And it was at the end of the game. And then, um, on the, and he was like crying for some reason. I don't know if he panicked cause he didn't know the team very well. And so he didn't know who to tell. Mm. And so I think he's just started getting like panicky. Like he wasn't going to make it, but mm. we made it and he was fine, but he was crying. And then he said, I want to go home. Mm. And I'm like, why? Like, you know, the game is almost over anyway. I was like, okay, well, I was like, that's fine. Like, we don't have to stay, but we need to go get your stuff. And he's like, I don't want to go back in the dugout. Like, very adamant. Mm. And I was like, okay, but we need to get your stuff. Like, why don't you want to go? 
He's like, I just don't want to go. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I said, okay, I can help you. Mm-hmm. I can get it for you. But you need to tell me why. Mm-hmm. And I was not going to let him. That's good. Yeah. Like, squirm out of it. And then eventually he said, I don't want them to see me crying. Mm. And I was like, for a five-year-old to say that, mm. like, I told this story to my sister and she's like, I, A, I don't think I would have ever even realized that was why. Mm. And B, like, I would have never admitted that mm. to a parent, yeah. to no one. And I was like, yeah, same. Like, I would never even make that connection. Like, that's why. I just would know I don't want to go back there. Mm-hmm. But um, so... I think through experiences like that, I know it's in there mm. and like I, and it's just like being persistent enough, but not, you also don't want to be yeah. pushy too, right, right. but, um, it was just like, Hey, like I can't help you if I don't know what's mm-hmm. wrong or what the problem is. Like I need to know. I was like, was someone like mean to you? Like do I have to beat some kid up in there? <laughs> like <laughs> do I need to talk to some people or like, you know, but, um, yeah, so I think just figuring out like your kids yeah, and yeah. just, dis- it's like a constant discovery, right? Like mm-hmm. what's, what's in there and just how to unlock it and how to help them walk through stuff. That kind of leads into what I was going to talk about is the other thought was I've, I've had to walk my older one through some giants, like fear, basically fear-based ones. And it's gotten to a point where like, oh, this could go really bad. And it's like, oh, did I push too far? Did mm-hmm. I, should I back off? Should I do? And it's, it's, it's tough and it's hard because if I don't help him now, it's going to come back again later and he's not going to want to face it now. <clears throat> he's not going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, he's not going to want to face it again later either. And it's probably going to be harder and worse, but it's that thing of, oh man, I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to make, I don't want to scar him either. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a tough it's a tough situation because it's the easy route then is uh we'll just deal with it later or just deal with it next time. But even even like that one, like you didn't you didn't force him too far, but you, you were able to get him to admit why that kinda like the fear that's there. Mm-hmm. So that way then later you can recognize if that fear comes back, then you can highlight it and say like, Oh, you can address it in a different way. Right. Didn't have to be in that moment, but it actually was good that you brought it out. But it's yeah, it's tough as a a parent or even like an, an uncle or an aunt, I and mean, you see like if you're, you know, involved in someone's life and trying to help them, it's, you don't want to make it worse. You don't want to screw it up, but like just being hands off isn't the right answer either. Right. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like we need to just be constantly discerning what the right um, course of action is, especially with our kids, because yes, we do want to protect them, but at the same time, we don't want to overprotect them where we're, kind of limiting what they can do when it comes to facing their own giants. That's a good point. Cause I mean, th- they're only able to handle certain things mm-hmm. and you have to know your kid that way. I mean, Brett, you probably exp- you've experienced that growing up too. It's you can't push too far, but you have to push. Yeah. Right. If you don't push, then they're not gaining any ground. They're not taking anything back from the enemy, but, and, and I've made mistakes. I've pushed too far sometimes. And I'm like, Oh crap, I, that didn't go well. And I've, and I've seen that and I've actually had to admit that to my kids. Like, oh, I think I pushed you too hard, but this is what I was trying to get at. This is what I was trying to do. And so know my heart, what I was trying to do. And I just didn't do it well. And maybe I, I did it too hard. And, and, it, and a lot of it's come out in coaching situations, but 
I think my kids then have been able to see like, okay, dad's for me. He, I can trust him even in the moment. Maybe it's not enjoyable. I know after the, the dust settles, they'll, they'll know that uh, I, I am for them even if I screwed up. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the connection part right. comes in. And I feel like you'll have a better gauge if you're connected, right. like yeah. how far is too far or how much you can, how far you can go. Yep. So. Yeah. I think that that's very helpful to think about, you know, is if we think about connection first, then we'll be able to discern a little bit better what the right direction is for each kid. Cause each kid's different too. Mm-hmm. So something you might do with one kid might be totally different than you might do with one of the other ones, depending on, um, you know, their personality type or, yeah, your, your kids are all the same. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, my kids are. All <laughs> <laughs> there was there was definitely sarcasm in that comment. Just so in case you didn't know. <laughs> no, I I knew, but no, I mean our just, our listeners. Just even thinking about it, it's like, oh my gosh, no, my kids are so different. Um, so yeah, I just really appreciate the conversation that we were able to have. Steph, do you have any closing thoughts before we sign off? Um, no, I think we covered a good chunk. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we covered a lot today. So hopefully something that we talked about will help you in leading uh, the younger generation to be able to help face their giants and um, being able to connect with them, being able to help model for them and help being able to walk with them to be able to face the giants that uh, come up in their lives. So until next time, may you experience God's heart for you to flourish in every season. Thanks for listening to the Engage to Flourish podcast. We hope that you enjoyed this episode and encourage you to subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify so that you don't miss any new content. You can also check out our sister podcast, Catalyst Stories, available on multiple platforms as well. We would also love for you to check out our church. We meet every Sunday at 10 a.m. at Stanford Middle School in Long Beach.